is the Mulberry Lane Show. The Mulberry Lane Show. Exclusive interviews, fun, music, celebrities. Your weekend getaway. Now, here's Mulberry Lane, Rachel, Bo, and Ellie Cat. Be a part of the family. Hey guys, it's Rachel here with your radio sisters, Bo and Allie, and you know what time it is. Oh yeah. It's time for the Mulberry Lane Show. Yeah. A sunny summer weekend. It's going to be hot. Yep, Rachel, and you guys are going to meet some hot guests right here this next hour. So glad you're here with us for today's adventure. You're going to take a musical journey, several stops today. So let's get right to those guests. The Mulberry Lane Show's on. Celebrity story songs. You're going to have it going on when we tell you who's stopping by now. Up first, Scotty McCreary. Well, five years ago, he was an American Idol winner. And since then, you've heard his hits like, I Love You This Big. I love you this big. Eyes have never seen this big. And The Trouble With Girls. Yeah, The Trouble With Girls. Cause nobody loves trouble as much as me. And today you're going to hear from Scotty about his new travelogue. This new book is called Go Big or Go Home, The Journey Toward the Dream. So you can learn all about Scotty today and then pick up the book and fill in all the details. Okay. And Scotty McCreary has a new single out called Five More Minutes, dedicated to both of his grandfathers. Time rolls by, the clock don't stop. I wish I had a few more drops of the good stuff, the good times. video is just about to be released, so you got to look for that as well. Okay, Rachel, who's next? Okay, you're going to meet up-and-coming singer-songwriter Katrina Wolverton. Now, talk about a winding path through the music business. Now, when she was 12 years old, she won Star Search with an incredible voice, and she ended up putting her career on hold for two reasons. She wanted to finish her education, and she was going through a lot of family turmoil. Well, she put her life back together again, became an attorney, and she got a master's degree in entertainment law. This highly educated woman with an incredible voice also has a food blog. So, lots to talk about with Katrina. Katrina. Yes, and she has a new EP called Better Now, featuring the new single, Hold Me Down. Katrina is also an ASCAP writer, and she's written multiple Billboard charting songs. I know it, I know it. Every moment, every moment. Your love through it, cause you always, you always me Who's next, Allie? Okay, well then you're going to meet up-and-coming singer-songwriter Greg White Jr. Now Greg is a country singer and he's also a Navy vet. He has a really cool song out now called Fullest Life and it's dedicated to the wounded veterans. You're also going to hear from Greg today some excellent songwriting advice that he got from some of today's top songwriters. Mm, Love to pass that along. And his first EP, Long Road, is out now. So download it already. Just do it. 
We're traversing the musical map with you today, so stay right there. And before we kick things into high gear, Allie, your daughter Clover, has her very first dance recital this week. So how's it going? Well, sisters, it's going well so far. We have the cute little pink costume with the huge tutu, (laughs) the huge bow in the hair, the whole nine yards for the cute factor. Oh, yes. I think we have a couple of those still in the closets. (laughs) So we had the dress rehearsal on Wednesday night. This is the first time Clover. Clover's ever been up on a stage. Girls, she loved it. <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> One problematic factor was the stage was kind of slick and she was wearing tap shoes. So during the dress rehearsal performance, she accidentally slipped a couple of times, one time all the way down to the floor. But it didn't seem to phase her at all. She kind of laughed and just got back up and just like her mom, yeah, <laughs> it was not a problem for her. So afterwards, I said to her, Clover, that stage must have been pretty slick. And she said, yes, mom, it was because it was pretending to be snow. (laughs) So this whole time I thought she was on a stage, but in Clover's world, she was dancing on snow. Perfect. I love it. If we could all look at our small little problems like that. Yes. There would be a lot less frustration in the world. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Well, no snow today. Lots of sunshine. But we do have a slick show. (laughs) Good one, Rachel. (laughs) Stay right there. We'll be right back with country music superstar Scotty McCreary. Keep it right here with your radio sisters on the Mulberry Lane Show. Brought to you by Braddock Finnegan Dermatology. celebrities on your radio station back to the mulberry lane show now here's mulberry lane well you know him as season 10 american idol winner and now five years later scotty mccurry has platinum albums music awards and millions of fans mccurryans he was named the best american idol by the readers of la times and if you're interested in hearing about scotty's incredible climb from regular team to country music rising superstar check out his book go big or go home the journey toward the dream scotty mccreary got it going on brand new book go big or go home Wow, what's going on, y'all? How are you? Doing oh, good. good. Great to have you with us. Oh, thank you for having me on. That was quite the intro. Maybe the best intro I've ever had. I love that. Ah, great <laughs> to hear it. Okay, now go big or go home, the journey toward the dream. Now, you call it more of a travelogue than an autobiography. So did it take a while to figure out how you were going to approach the whole book thing? Oh, yeah, definitely. Especially because I didn't want people to think it was a biography. And, okay. and I think still some people do, but whatever. Uh, for me, I'm just 22. I didn't want folks to think this was like a Scotty's figured out life kind of book and he's telling the secrets, that kind right, of thing. Right. You know, it's just more of a telling my story and perspective of a 22-year-old that, you know, had to grow up quick in the crazy world of the music business oh, that yeah. y'all know of. Yeah. So in calling it a travel log, is it kind of like different vignettes from your touring? Yeah, it kind of takes you through the touring life and through the idle days, behind the scenes stuff there. Just a bunch of where I was, people I've met, and places, all that kind of thing. So, yeah. so now, is there yeah. anything in the book that fans would be surprised to know about your life? Maybe how much of a family guy and, and how big into my friends I am. You know, you okay. think you get in the music business, you just want to 
travel, 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 make music, make music, make music, and I do. And I love that. That's my passion. But I also am pretty huge on getting back home and, and seeing friends and, and just kind of getting back down to earth because in the entertainment world, they can put you on a pedestal and pump your head so big that you can't fit through a door if you, if you let them. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, it's nice to have friends that slap it out of you real quick cool yeah. if you need it. So, now, your yeah. faith and family have been instrumental in your success. Was that how you were raised? Yeah, it's a huge part into uh, into what I do and, and to everything in life. Every decision I make, faith is probably the single most important thing for my life, what I do, my music. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not singing Christian music. I'm singing country music, but I'd say I'm a Christian singing country music, okay. if that makes sense. Now, it's easy to sell out, you know, when you've got a huge opportunity. But you refused to sing a song on American Idol that you didn't believe in. And you had to basically cross hairs with some pretty powerful music industry people. So yeah. how difficult a choice was that? And at that point, did you think you had ruined your chance? It was an easy choice to make. It was tough to follow through with, if that okay. makes sense. Yeah. yeah. I knew it wasn't something I was going to sing, wanted to sing. The song itself was great. It was just what it was surrounded by and, and the theme of the week. It just didn't make sense. Yeah, having to tell the head of a record label that kind of a legend in the business, no, uh, that that was the tough part about that all. But, you know, I, I think I learned a lot from that, just kind of how to stick to your guns. And so uh, I, I'm proud that it worked out like it did, but it was a little difficult. And you had gotten was, so far. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I, I was hoping I didn't ruin my chance, but I, I can't lie and say that it wasn't in the back of my head. So, yeah. Right, right. Now, what song was it? Uh, it was a song called Everybody's Talking by Harry Nielsen. That's why I said the song itself was great, but it was from a... Uh, it was movie week, and it was going to be from, like, an X-rated movie, Midnight Cowboy or something like that. Okay. I just didn't want, you know, my little kid fans that were watching to, be, to go look yeah. up, oh, let's see what this is about. Gotcha, uh, gotcha. So, now, yeah. was there pushback from the executive or did? Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. Oh, yeah. They said, no, you can't. Oh, we were only, like, we were less than 48 hours in the show. I mean, yeah. and you just, they don't like it changing things on, on Arnold, but... It was just one of them things. They took me to the studio at like midnight that night. We got it all worked out. Okay. So. Well, cool. And you stuck to your guns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, okay, it's so important, I'd say, for everybody out there to do that if it feels important to you. Yeah, right. it's hard to do, but worth it. Yeah. American Idol and country music star Scotty McCreary here on the Mulberry Lane Show. So now you actually went back to finish high school after your win. You had to go back and kind of be a regular guy again, which was probably pretty impossible. Were there any funny stories from that time? Yeah, there, there was a bunch. I, I mean, I remember the first few days they made me walk around with armed guards on both sides of me, and I'm walking <laughs> through high school with kids I've known since I was in kindergarten. And, I mean, my girlfriend now, four and a half years, said I walked by her, and I had two guards. I, I just wanted to go say hey to her. They were, like, scared to death to talk to me because these people were beside me. So after about a week, I said, how about y'all, like, go 100 yards off and watch me, but just make sure nobody else can see you. So... That was a little strange, uh, working all that out. That is so funny. Would you say, you know, after your huge success and then hanging out with your friends again, was it more your friends, like, bringing you back down to reality, or was it more you saying, hey, guys, I'm the same dude, you know? Uh, I think it took me doing that first, okay. and now they're the ones that are bringing me back down to reality. Those first okay. two weeks of school were really strange. Like, I they bet. all treated me differently. Yeah. And I, I wanted to make the point, and I was like, look, guys, my life may have changed, but the person, me, as a person, hasn't changed. Once they saw that, they, right. they, and yeah. they were all very, very supportive. Mm-hmm. Now, who are some of the other country artists that you look up to and that you think are putting out really good music? Yeah, well, for me, uh, I mean, Brad Paisley, he'll always be my guy. He took me on tour in 2012, and, and I'll always feel in debt to him for that. I mean, he was so great and taught me so much. So, I mean, I love his stuff and have always loved his stuff. So, Brad Paisley, one, Josh Turner's another. And really, just because they're, you know, for me, they're two 
great guys, great music, but also great family guys. So okay, gotta gotta Both love sides. It. Yeah. Okay, well. and before we let you go, what advice would you have for that new artist moving to Nashville trying to make a career of country music? Yeah, well, one, buckle up, uh, and two, you know, <laughs> it's just work hard at your craft and get your music out there. I mean, play anywhere and everywhere they'll take you. Uh, I mean, even put your music on socials. I mean, nowadays you got Facebook and Twitter sure. and YouTube, and I always tell them you never know who's listening. It could be Joe Schmo, and it could be the head of a record label. So get your music out there, and you never know. You never know what might happen. All right, definitely. Scotty, we'd love to have you back. Thank you, definitely. We'll do. I love that. Okay. Just for the intro, I'd love to hear that again. <laughs> Sing my name. That's awesome. All right, we'll do it again. Y'all have a good one. Scotty McCreary right here on the Mulberry Lane Show. Taking you to break with Scotty's most recent top 10 hit. Here's the song, Five More Minutes. He's going to be releasing a video for this next week, so look out for that. This is a pretty sweet song. We'll be right back with artist, singer, and ASCAP writer, Katrina Wolverton. Keep it here with your radio sisters on the Mulberry Lane Show. Brought to you by Braddock Finnegan Dermatology. Eight years old, couple cane poles, sitting down by the creek. Lines in the water, watching those bobbers, seeing that red sun sink. Mama's on the porch yelling, supper's hot. Y'all come and get it. We yelled five more minutes. At 16, it was 12.03, standing at her front door. Katie's dad said midnight, but we needed just a little more. Yellow light flipping on and off, interrupting that good night kissing. We wanted five more minutes. Time rolls by, the clock don't stop. I wish I had a few more drops of the good stuff, the good times. Oh, but they just keep on flying. and everything in between. Back to the Mulberry Lane Show. Now, here's Mulberry Lane. Thanks for keeping it here on the Mulberry Lane Show, brought to you by Braddock Finnegan Dermatology. Well, this childhood Star Search winner turned down multiple recording contracts to stay in school. She ended up with a degree in law. Now, she's an ASCAP writer, releasing her EP called Better Now, that features her amazing vocals and songwriting prowess. Now meet Katrina Wolverton, who along with her food blog, Katrina's Kitchen, is the perfect blend of talent for today's social media world. Welcome, welcome to the show, Katrina Wolverton. I love the greeting. It's just so amazing. How are you, ladies? Thank you. How are you, Katrina? I'm great. I'm really good. I'm just so happy to be on with you. We're happy to have you on. So much to talk about with you. First of all, the Better Now EP. Talk about the process of crafting the songs and putting this together to showcase Katrina. You know, we spent a lot of time writing, and I say we because I went into so many different writing sessions with different co-writers, and some of these people I had just been meeting for the very first time. But it was fun, and it was really interesting to see how the different writing partnerships tap into a different side of what you want to express. Okay. And 
some of the songs came out of the UK, like Better Now, for example, I co-wrote with a gal by the name of Amy Wodge, okay. who actually co-wrote Thinking Out Loud with Ed Sheeran and won the Grammy with him wow. for writing that song. Okay. So, so we, now I when you go writing into writing. writing sessions like that, how do you approach it? I keep track of certain ideas along the way because whenever inspiration strikes, and you guys can tell me your perspective on this, but I feel like if you don't somehow memorialize that, yeah. certain things you'll just forget. Yeah, you know, you always so kick yourself when you tell yourself, oh, I'm sure I'll remember, and then it just doesn't happen. And that usually happens right before bed when you're falling asleep <laughs> yes. and you think, oh, I'll remember it in the morning, and you don't. Right, yeah. or when you wake up at 3 a.m. with a song idea and you're like, I don't want to get up, it'll stay with me, and it doesn't. It doesn't. We have to memorialize that. So what was that session like with Amy Wedge? Well, they were all amazing, but the first one actually happened in Wales. And she has a studio in her garden that she calls the Watch Lodge, (laughs) which is so cute. And we could see her kids playing through the window in the house. And they were very tiny at the time, I want to say like two and five. We would go into writing and then we would write out the structure of the song and then we'd take a break and go scoop up the little ones from school and then we'd come back and we'd do the demo. And then we wrote really fast. But it was also within the flow of a natural day, though, too. It was, and that's partly what made it so special as well, is we were able to write and then kind of enjoy the part of her family life uh-huh. and then dive back into the writing and then see how magically the both kind of blend. And she was a perfect example of how you don't have to pick one or the other. You can have it all, knock on wood. Uh-huh. such a beautiful soul. And then that song, Better Now, that was featured by the frontman of the band Train on his Sirius yeah. XM show. Pat Monahan yeah. connected to that song, and that was so cool. You never know when your music's going to touch someone. Yeah, and who it touches. That's very cool. Mm-hmm. Singer-songwriter Katrina Wolverton here on the Mulberry Lane Show. Did you record all of these songs in different places? I did the recording for this in two places. Okay. I did a lot of the recording in London in a place called Maloko Studios in a room that actually Oasis filmed one of their music videos okay. and called The Pool. Okay. Someone told me that Florence Welch was in that same room okay. and that we kept flip-flopping. So I would book it out. And then when I wasn't in, she would book it out. They could feel that energy. And right. then I did the other bulk of the recording here in Los Angeles with a guy by the name of Michael Blue. Okay. And he's responsible for some of the early Colby Calais stuff that went multi-platinum. And even though you don't think it would be, it was very cohesive. And he's English as well. So okay. it's funny how he's based out of L.A., but everything kind of ties back, ties back to the to U.K. Him. So what was it like working with yeah. him? He is so talented. It's kind of off the charts. I mean, that guy can basically pick up any instrument and play it, and he's such a gentle soul. Yeah. That and makes it so, nice, to working with someone yeah. who's gentle and nurturing. And we just had a whole lot of fun, and that was really the focus, was to get into the music, but to to have fun doing it, because Uh I think, whether or not it's a serious song, when you put that love and that good energy into it, it really does translate. Right. So now, are you the type of artist that really responds to, like, the atmosphere of the studio and the ambiance of the place, that things need to feel right? I think because I've been in so many situations, I'm just so grateful to have the opportunity to make music, that anytime I'm in that kind of environment I just love it okay uh-huh. now going back to your earlier days now you won Star yes. Search how old were you yes. when you won that I was 11 when the filming started I had a birthday in the middle of it okay 
and so that was really fun. <laughs> so now, was that a difficult decision? Because you kind of had to decide if you were going to launch your music career right then, and you said you know you wanted to focus on your education. Talk about that decision-making process at that point in your life. Well, not to get too much into negative stuff, but I think it's kind of out there now that my family life when I was younger was really tumultuous and difficult, mm-hmm. and that's putting it lightly. My mom is just an awesome lady, and we're super close. And I, But it was just a hard time in our family with the divorce and the abuse happening uh-huh. um, from my father. And I was at the center of all of that, in a sense, because he wanted to be in control of everything. And that's really not what I wanted, even mm-hmm. though I was young and I was just learning about the realities of life and growing up. I mean, that's still a pretty young age. And... I just felt like all the lawyers had all the answers, and everyone kept saying, well, we need to call the lawyer, or ask the lawyer, or the lawyer knows. And I thought, well, it can't hurt to know what the lawyer knows, because then I'll know the answers. Uh-huh. And That's I pretty wise want... at 12 years old. But, <laughs> yeah, but I also still wanted to sing, but I felt uh-huh. like if it was meant to be that I could go back to it, I had no delusions that it would be easy. Uh-huh. I knew I was leaving all of the stepping stones behind and I would have to start from scratch but in my mind it was worth it for okay. what was happening so now at having that time. gotten the law degree and, and going back to the music how much has that yeah. actually helped you navigate your career it's helped a lot because I actually also earned a master's in entertainment and media law okay wow. okay so, so wow. I learned about advanced copyright law and how things kind of get negotiated and licensed and all that so it just kind of gave me a different perspective but I'm very much a musician mm-hmm. but I'm able to look at the business side of things but for me everything goes back to the music and okay. I'm sitting there in class and thinking well I could see exactly how this fits into a real life situation or conversely end up in a real life situation uh-huh. and say now I see how those points come into play and how I can navigate away from trouble and stay towards positive and good now things. do you negotiate your own contract? I do not negotiate my own okay. contract, but I do look at everything. I'll make notes, and uh, someone else will do the negotiating just because I feel like I want to keep my head in the music. Right, right. Okay. So do you think being a lawyer and an entertainment lawyer, do you think that has made you at times too cautious? No. Okay. That's good. I don't because I feel like there's certain things that just come along with the music industry, right. and you just accept it, like the forced mechanical licenses and all of that stuff. So... Mm-hmm. I feel like it just gives me a good perspective on what to stay away from, but what okay. it's done is brought a lot of good things and good people. Right, and you know what standards, so that probably helps, obviously. Yeah, and then also there's a lot of much younger artists that come and want to talk to me about things and how to avoid some of the, Pitfalls, the difficulties. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, that's exactly the word I was going to use. <laughs> and, and I'm always happy to share the thoughts because I feel like everyone's going to go through growing pains, but there's certain things that you can just keep away from yeah derail um, everything yeah okay guys keep it right here you're gonna hear more from a singer-songwriter and entertainment attorney katrina wolverton here on the mulberry lane show right after this i love the way you do it because your love is all around i love the way you do it because you always hold me down
We've got you covered. The Mulberry Lane Show. Now, here's Mulberry Lane. Thanks for keeping it here on the Mulberry Lane Show, brought to you by Braddock Finnegan Dermatology. And right now you're hearing from singer-songwriter and entertainment attorney Katrina Wolverton. She was talking all about how she put her music career on hold after winning Star Search at 12 years old to finish her education. Well, she ended up going to law school, has an entertainment law degree, and wow, she's got one amazing voice. We're going to get right back with Katrina, and you're going to hear more about her winding musical journey. So now you've also got a food blog. So there's a love of food along the way, too. So how does that fit into the picture? Oh, I love to eat. I will just say it shamelessly. <laughs> I love to eat. <laughs> I and it doesn't that. have to be fancy <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> as long as it's good. I just found that a lot of the food that I was encountering on the road, I just had to search for healthy options. It's so hard to eat healthy when you're on tour and on the road. It is so hard, especially after you perform and you just kind of want to let down and kind of celebrate and then you just eat anything in front of you. For you guys, so when you did your shows, did you like to wait to have dinner after you performed? Yes, we'd eat lightly maybe before, but then after you'd pig out. (laughs) Ditto. (laughs) And then you would spend a lot of energy too hitting those high notes and doing that harmony. Right. So you need to refuel. You need to refuel, absolutely. (laughs) So it started like that. And my mom and I, who was road managing me at the time, we would hop out to the store and buy a a whole roasted chicken and a bag of lettuce and an avocado and just kind of do these makeshift healthier options yeah and i loved it and i thought you know if you're really committed to eating well and taking care of your body there's ways to do it and i'm not a chef and i was afraid to cook for a while because i would always you know end up throwing away a pot or something Uh (laughs) but you know it's a recipes on your blog it's very user-friendly you know because a lot of times you're learning from professional chefs and at times it can be intimidating (laughs) right well it was for me and I was kind of afraid to cook because I thought, oh, gosh, I'm just going to end up having to throw away another pan that I ruined because I burned the bottom of it and it's unusable. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> this all came to you, though, the food and the road touring, when you were on tour with Meatloaf, right? Yes. Yeah, Meatloaf made yeah, you eat healthy. <laughs> yeah, he did, actually, I guess, if you look at it that way. And he's one of the nicest guys you could ever meet, by the way. He has that reputation. Yeah. Well, if you just joined us, you're listening to singer, songwriter, entertainment attorney, and food blogger, Katrina Wolverton, here on the Mulberry Lane Show. Now, the new single is Hold Me Down. So what is that song all about? It's about that person who's always there for you, and they're going to be there for you and hold you down. And I wanted to create a song that expressed how I feel about this man that I adore, who's everything to me. And I don't really publicize that part of my life and he doesn't usually end up in my feed with you know pictures and uh-huh. every once in a while he will but you kind of want to keep that part of your life private yeah i mean it's just such a source of strength mm-hmm. and balance for me and he's my best friend and it's been gosh almost 10 years that we've been together now celebrating eight years of marriage and uh-huh. i just adore him and i wanted to put that into a song that i felt like other people must feel that way or are looking for or that. looking for that, right. The hashtag goals. But when you're working hard, you know, you've gone around. you got to have that rock and that support system, wherever yeah. it comes from. Yeah, it's fun, but you get tired. And mm-hmm. you don't want someone that's going to be giving you a hard time and thinking that you're up to no good when really you're just trying to go out there and do your thing. And he's never been the kind of person who wasn't supportive anytime something came through and then I was maybe a little freaked out because I was going to be gone for six weeks. 
he was always the one that said, hey, baby, you know what? It's all good. You know, I see this little gap. Maybe I can come see you. But if I can't, we can FaceTime and don't worry. And yeah, I'll take care of awesome. everything. I'll hold it down. Uh-huh. Right. And I was like, oh, my God, you hold me down. You're uh-huh. my emotional center. And there, that's where it came from. I like awesome. that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now what's next for you, Katrina? What's next? Ooh, I love this question. Um, I just came off of a really cool tour, and I am about to go out on another one, and we're going to announce that really soon. Okay. So that tour is going to have a bunch of dates in Southern California, and um, it looks like early fall I'll be back east in a little Midwest. Okay. So oh, so really right. I'll that. tell you what. If you pass through the Midwest, you're going to have to come back on the show and talk about the tour and where you're coming. I would love to. I love talk you, ladies. Music and, and food. And food. <laughs> I would love to. That would be such an honor. You guys are so special. I mean, so gorgeous and beautiful oh, inside and out. You. And your message. Oh, your voice. Amazing. Yeah, your voice. we did not talk about that. Your voice is gorgeous. Thank you. Yeah. It's a love fest. It's a mutual, mutual love fest. Okay, Katrina, I'll catch up with you in a couple months here, and we'll have another girl powwow. Yay, girl powwow. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thanks, Katrina. That's singer, songwriter, food blogger, and attorney, Katrina Wolverton, here on the Mulberry Lane Show. She's just about ready to head out on the road with John Popper of Blues Traveler. When we come back, you're going to meet an up-and-coming country singer, Greg White Jr. Keep it right here with your radio sisters on the Mulberry Lane Show. Coming right back. It's all better now, all better now. Love me with a story. Love me like I've never known I can read the lines upon your face And I can learn from every single one You've been in longer, it's made you stronger I was lost but then you made me conquer all of my the Mulberry Lane Show. Now, here's Mulberry Lane. Well, you're about to meet up-and-coming country singer-songwriter Greg White Jr., who started out singing his self-penned song lyrics to his mom on the way to football practice. Well, fast forward a few years. He's now a veteran of the U.S. Navy, and his album, Long Road, and single Fireball are making their debut. And you can catch up with this country crooner right now. Welcome Welcome to the show, Greg White Jr. Uh, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, it's great to have you on the show. So now let's talk about the process in getting the debut album out. So how long was that in the making? Oh, years. Some of the songs that are on there I had started writing when I was a teenager. Okay. So some of those you might have sung to your mom on the way to football practice. <laughs> Very possible, actually. Yeah, she uh, she handed me a notebook years later. I had 
long forgotten about and had a bunch of lyrics I had jotted down as a kid. A lot of that material I took back to the drawing board and obviously through experience just rewrote some of the songs and some of those songs are not on the album but some of them are. How cool though to kind of have a little bit more grown-up perspective of what you wrote as a teenager. I'm sure they took on a little bit different take. Oh absolutely. I was very good at writing poetry so being able to take that and kind of putting it into a good song form and obviously a little bit fresh perspective. Sure and it provided the inspiration for the songs. So now you've taken a lot of songwriting courses as well. Yes, my biggest one was at UCLA under um, Marty Panzer, who is a platinum hit songwriter. What did you learn from that experience? Well, first thing is, write what you feel, and certainly a lot about song form, kind of adhering to those uh, particular rules, but then learning how to break them. (laughs) Okay, how and when? (laughs) If you can, you know, kind of apply the rules that matter, and then... You know, eventually learn to break them in a new and fresh way to kind of, you know, um, show your uniqueness. You know, and I bet, you know, taking a, a songwriting class like that, too, you probably figured out the things that you were also doing right. In a way, was it validating? Oh, it absolutely was validating. Just being able to apply the critique from the instructor was validating that, you know, I am a good writer, Uh however, I still need to work on my craft and uh, think outside the box. One of the very, very best instructions I ever got as a songwriter was write 200 words about whatever song you want to write about. And then once you're past those 200 words, that's when the unique stuff starts coming out. Wow. Because typically that first 200 words is stuff that you've already thought of. It's already been written. After 200 words, that's when the new and fresh stuff starts coming out of you. So when I write, sit down to write a song, I write a lot about that song and that idea and who, what, when's, where's, why's. And, and then do you notice more unique stuff popping up after that 200-word threshold? Every single time. How cool is that? It's very cool. (laughs) (laughs) So now you love performing live, and you've just started kind of a whole USO relationship. So talk about where the live performance love comes from and what you'll be doing with the USO. Well, the live performance love, I think that's just a matter of my hospitable nature. I, I love to make sure that people are having a good time. I love to throw parties. I love to host people for dinners. I love to cook dinners and all that kind of stuff. So it's really just my love for entertaining people and making sure that people are well fed, well drank, and having a good time. Serving it up with music. Yeah, and my love for music kind of just mixes well with that. You know, I feel very at home on stage entertaining people. Okay. As far as the USO thing, yeah, it's been a goal of mine since I started my career to be in a relationship with the USO, a very close one. Uh-huh. And, uh, we just did our first show in San Diego for the San Diego USO Gala, which was a phenomenal show, and, and it was awesome to be out there to support our troops out in San Diego. And of course, you're a veteran of the U.S. Navy, and then you also have a song called Fullest Life. That has won some awards and really been embraced. It's definitely gotten the most attention from all the songs that I've written. Fullest Life is a tribute to wounded veterans. I wrote it with my producer, Mark Charles Hattersley, and my keyboard player, Rod Elliott. We 
were actually asked to write a song for a book that was being written by author R.J. Bell. The book name is After, and what it talks about is the life after the war, you know, and how soldiers and Marines have to bounce back from traumas. And so we sat down and we wrote this song, and we wanted to just touch on the bad but we wanted to really dwell and dive into the good, okay. you know, that can come in after these things. So Foolish Life, it hints on the very bad stuff that can happen in war, you know, to our soldiers, and then lifts up into an encouragement of there's life after that, you know. Getting if past you're just it, willing yeah. Willing to embrace it. Yeah, and it's an encouragement also to the veterans' families and uh-huh. friends and even people that don't know them, you know, embrace these individuals Show them that there's something more out here that they can grab onto after uh-huh. they've been through those particular uh, horrors, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah, because I know this song has really done well for you. Mm-hmm. Well, you're here with your radio sisters on the Mulberry Lane Show. And right now we're in the middle of a chat with singer-songwriter Greg White Jr. So now the latest single is called Fireball. So what's the inspiration yeah. behind that song? <laughs> Fireball, you know, I was really looking to write a bit of a party anthem. You need a good party anthem for every show, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, so it really was like the first song that I ever applied the simplicity rule, you know, so keep it simple. The whole fireball theme was somewhat accidental, I guess, but it kind of worked out in the way. And then now everybody relates it to... uh, like a fireball whiskey or whatever but uh, <laughs> but uh, it's not about the whiskey it's just about you know being out there having a good time being full of energy being on fire for life you know okay and it doesn't hurt that it's correlated with whiskey if it's party song right <laughs> no yeah not, yeah not at all and you know it's funny because you know later on down the road we'd love to talk to that particular company about you oh, know yeah. maybe the endorsement or whatever because <laughs> I'm always going out on stage with a bottle of Fireball whiskey, every single show that, well, that obviously allows it, uh, you know, we go out on stage and I have a bottle of Fireball whiskey sitting right there at the base of my mic stand. It's kind of become a tradition that after we play that song, you know, I invite the audience to take a shot of Fireball whiskey with me. You know, typically the venue owners love it because then, you know, they run out of a few bottles of Fireball whiskey. But (laughs) That's a good gig there. Now, before we let you go, at what point did you know that music was what you wanted to do with your life and what you should do with your life? It was always kind of something that sat in the background and even fueled me as a kid. You know, I used to sit down at the radio. I'd press record and record the radio station on tapes, you know. Uh-huh. So I called the radio station because I thought they were my personal jukebox. Uh-huh. You know, they, they're like, is this Greg again? And I'm like, yes. And they're like, you can only call in once a day. <laughs> but anyway, you know, I really knew it was going to be what I was going to do for my life. When I was in the Navy, when I just figured out that I couldn't get away from it, yeah. I was always coming back to it as my first love. And so I just decided to go ahead and get a degree in music production, uh, continue to develop myself as a songwriter as much as possible, and really start building my brand. And that was probably 2014 that I decided to go ahead and get into this full time. Okay, and since then, 
Long Road is out, Fireball is out, and you are making a name for yourself. And Greg, we want to thank you so much for joining the show. When you've got more stuff out, come back. I will. Thank you so much for your time, and uh, looking forward to the future. That's Greg White Jr. bringing some music to your weekend. Check out his brand new EP, Long Road, and the singles, Fullest Life and Fireball. I'm gonna get on up Gonna take a lap Gonna get my boy to his football game We'll cheer him on and laugh Gonna hold the girl That I love Is fine. Now I'm gonna live, gonna live the fullest life. GregWhiteJr.com and Greg, thanks for joining the show and bringing your brand of country music. Who else do we need to thank, Allie? Well, we gotta say thanks to another country guy, Scotty McCreary. Thanks, Scotty, for talking about your book with us today, Go Big or Go Home. And we're stoked about your new single, Five More Minutes. You're welcome back here to the show anytime. Mm -hmm. Sisters, who else do we have to thank? Okay, finally, a big radio hug to singer, songwriter, food blogger, and music business attorney, Katrina Wolverton. We love Katrina. Yeah, we had a girl powwow with Katrina today, and her EP, Better Now, and single, Hold Me Down or Out Now. Download Katrina. All right, guys, another show in the bag. And this week, we have a listener shout-out to Carolyn. Thanks for tuning in every weekend, and thanks for the kind words. We love you. Carolyn. And we'll meet all of you and Carolyn, same time, same place, next weekend. You know it. Bo, stay happy and stay blessed. Allie, don't forget to be awesome. Rachel, that's a wrap. I don't love you for your money. 